Canada is going to legalize vaping of THC. And there are some experts that are a little bit worried about this, thinking that we should hit the pause on this week's legalization of cannabis oils, given that there are nearly 1,300 cases of vaping-related lung injury in the U.S. It actually has its own name. The lung injury is now called Evali, e-cigarette or vaping product use associated lung injury, and that is a name that the CDC gave it. More than three quarters of patients who develop Evali in the U.S. have said they use THC-containing products with or without nicotine-containing products. Almost a third said they use THC only. And so a lot of experts think we need more information before we go legalizing this. Canada's chief medical officer, Teresa Tam, she's a doctor, said that uh, the shift away from illicit cannabis for vaping in Canada is positive from a public health standpoint, because although we have this situation with the Valley happening in the States, at least people will know when they're legalized what is in the product. And another side of legalization is that it will put an end to lacing, which is mixing in other substances such as nicotine, opioids, or stimulants with the marijuana oil that you are vaping. I know that uh, Dr. Samir Gupta, who's a respirologist at St. Michael's Hospital in Toronto, says that we have to hit the pause button. He's not sure about this yet. More studying needs to be done. We have reached out to David Hammond. He's a professor in the School of Public Health at the University of Waterloo. He's been on the show before. Uh, Welcome to the show, Mr. Hammond. Good to have you on. Thank you. All right, let me ask you this, because you're an expert in uh, vaping. You study it quite frequently. As far as vaping THC oils go, uh, do you have any concerns? Well, I do. And, you know, the first thing we should do is is, there's t- is distinguish between the two ways that people can vape. So, for the you know, it's been around a lot longer that people can vape dried herb or flour. So these are where you take the actual, you know, cannabis flower herb and you put it in a chamber and it heats it up but it doesn't burn it, and so you inhale vapor. That's the way that people have been vaporizing for 10 or 20 years. What we've seen in the last 5 or 10 years is these highly concentrated vaping oils, and as you said, they're responsible or associated with most of the lung disease, and we're now at, I think, 26 deaths in the U.S. So what's the difference there? Well, the vape oils are much more potent. So typical dried herb, 15, 20% THC, those vape oils are up to 90, 95%. Wow. The second part is that, um, you know, they involve more processing. So you can have ingredients in there that are unknown. And that's what is, you know, we're pointing the finger at right now for those vaping cases. So there, you know, right now there's no problem with people vaping dried herb. Um, and that probably should be better for them than actually smoking dry herb if they do it regularly. But I would have big concerns as a consumer and a regulator in terms of understanding what's in these THC vape oils. When you talk about the uh, processing and that there can be other chemicals in it in the, during that are enter the uh, THC oil when you're processing it, uh, wouldn't legalization take care of that? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's, it's a good, you know, general justification for why we legalize things. The problem is, is that there's a few c- components in the U.S. in these products that, you know, shouldn't be in there. As you said, people are sort of, you know, trying to stretch the THC oil. But we also don't know a lot about some of the um, ingredients that are more commonly in these vape oils. And so, um, you know, look, we have lots of legal products that we discover have flaws or defects for one reason or the other. Um, And so, you know, 
these are very potent. Only in the province of Quebec have they said that we're putting a limit of 30% on THC, but even those that aren't laced, so to speak, um, we still need to learn more about what types of chemicals are in there and how that affects the lungs, because inhaling things in your lungs is a lot different than eating it uh, and orally ingesting it. Don't we have limits on alcohol? Uh, we do. I mean, it's interesting. I Look, governments have been, the primary rationale is get people out of the Ill- illegal market. And so really, up to now, our federal government hasn't said that any products are, are you know, prohibited. So anything pretty much that's on the illegal market, there's been no federal limits on THC. Um, and Quebec is one of the first jurisdictions in the world to say, wait a minute, um, maybe we should put a potency cap on things like vape oils and edibles. You know, and the, and the funny thing is, is like if, if somebody wants to consume more, well, they just take a, another vape hit. But what you do avoid is people consuming way too much way too soon. So I think that's the next stage of thinking, which is, well, it shouldn't just be about competing with every product in the illegal market. Maybe there are some that we need to rethink. This increased uh, THC concentration, you said 90 to 95 percent in some oils. Does that give you a faster high or a, a longer high? What's the benefit it, it, there? It, it gives you a bigger high. So hmm. you know, why people like vaping is that um, it, 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 the onset is quite quickly. So that, you know, when you smoke it, it gets into your, your lungs, your bloodstream, into your brain within seconds. And, and in theory, vaping does the same thing, but without all the dirty chemicals and smoke. Um, if you eat something, you know, typically you're waiting for an hour or two, and then the high lasts a lot longer. So vaping isn't going away. You know, from a consumer standpoint, it's a it's a pretty nice mode of delivery. Uh, the difference is is that if people are vaping manufactured processed oils, we have to know what's in them, and we should be asking questions about what it means to regularly use something with 90% THC. Okay, they're not likely to hit the pause button. The government. So, are you shocked that they are not on top of these tighter rules already? Uh, look, it's I don't envy their job. This this market and the technology moves so quickly. Um, but let's be honest here. We, I live in Ontario. It is the government that runs the online retailer. It is the government that is selling these products to people. And if I'm in that situation, I would want to be very confident that I'm not putting products on the market that when people use them, they have major problems. And I just personally don't have that level of certainty yet. They're rolling the dice with people's safety. What's your advice to listeners when it, when it becomes legal to THC vape? Look, first of all, do not use illegal vape oils right now. They are literally killing people in the States. We have not seen that in Canada, but it's possible. If you want to vape, vape dried cannabis herb. Uh, and, you know, in terms of when it becomes legal, you know, educate yourself about the different modes of delivery because they do do different things. Professor Hammond, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks so much. Thank you. Great advice.